0: Well, welcome everyone to our second week of Church Online. I pray you've had a good week and look forward to our good week ahead. Um, before I share, I just want to pray with you and just um, commit you and your family to the Lord uh, during these times. So let's pray.
1: Heavenly
0: Father, I thank you that we have the technology to still meet together during these trying times. Lord, when we are meant to um, be a part, I thank you that you have brought a way that we can be together. Father, during this time, um, as we are watching this, let us be mindful of others and mindful of other people's needs. Holy Spirit, speak to us uh, if there's someone we need to reach out to. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, most of you have been aware of uh, my journey over the last 21 months. Um, Just to summarize for those of you that aren't aware, uh, on June 1 weekend of 2018, I was doing my usual Saturday afternoon feral joggers run and I uh, collapsed from a stroke about 2 kilometres into the race. Uh, They later found out that this stroke was caused by a staph infection on the heart which had travelled up to my brain and caused the blockage.
1: So not only did I
0: have to contend with mobility, loss, and function, but I also had to recover from open-heart surgery where they replaced the aortic valve and they repaired another valve in my heart. Uh, My recovery journey has given me uh, quite a bit of time to think about things, to meditate on the Word of God, uh, just to ask questions and, and just contemplate my life where it was, and where I was going. So I'd just like to share a few thoughts with you today as we just look at some of the things that I was led to by the Holy Spirit and through the Word of God. So if you um, just write down Hebrews 12 verse one is where we're gonna to start today. And it says, therefore, since we have been surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out before us. I was asking the Lord at one time what he meant by perseverance, and I believe the Holy Spirit just spoke to me in that moment and said, Rod, perseverance is determination in humbleness. Now, there is a counterfeit character trait to perseverance, and that is stubbornness, and stubbornness is determination but from platform of pride so we just got to be careful that in our determination we are doing it in a humble state of mind and in line with the Word of God so the writer of Hebrews in chapter 12 and verse 1 is likening a race to our journey in life humans uh, exist on this earth for a period of time Collectively, we are called the human race. The similarity between a race and our journey here on earth are found in these points. Firstly, both have a start and a finish. We see this in Ecclesiastes 3.2 where it says, there is a time to be born and a time to die. We also see that both have a prize at the finish line. 1 Corinthians 9.24 says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets a prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. And with both of them, we know that the goal and purpose is to get to the finish line and finish. Acts 20.24 says, However, I consider my wife worth nothing to me. If only I may finish the race and complete the task. So with this in mind, let me propose three key areas to help us run our race and get to the finish line. Now if you've got a pen and paper, write these three points down. They are the power of persistence, the power of His presence, and the power of His promise. Now we could also add in there that there is the power of praise and the power of prayer, which are both good and valid. I just believe that I need to share on these first three points. Persistence, presence, and promise. So let's unpack them here today and see where the Holy Spirit leads us. So, the power of persistence. Galatians 6 and verse 9 says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest, if we do not give up. Okay? Can you underline those words, if we do not give up? And that's the key. As a feral jogger, I learned the value of persistence in not giving up, not stopping until I reached the end. For example, there were many days that were 40 plus degrees during the summer. The red powdery dirt on the tracks were just radiating heat and dust was just going up your nostrils. Uh, There was times when the rain would come a motto of the ferals is that we run, rain, hail or shine and that was how it was literally. There were days when it was hailing and you sort of had to run with your head down so the hail would not hit you in the face. These were all things we had to endure during the race. Much like life, there are going to be days where the elements are just going to seem to be against us and if the nature of cross country running is that there are uphill bits and there are downhill bits. Now with the courses that we used to run on with the feral joggers we always used to start on top of the hill. That was our meeting point and that's where we started all the races. Now that was fine because you started running and you ran downhill so it all seemed pretty easy. But the thing we have to remember is that if you're going to run downhill you have to turn around and guess what? You've got to run back uphill and so to get to the finish line you inevitably had to get uphill and so that was a challenge most times um, and by the time you're getting close to the finish line and all you have is the uphill section your body's starting to get a bit weary uh, the motivation is failing and by this time with a kilometer or so to the finish the body would start screaming you have to stop. This is too hard. My legs are getting sore. Uh, and so yeah, I had to learn from experience how to counter this so that I would not give up and how I would make it to the finish line. So can I just share six points with you right now? The first point is slow down. First, if necessary, you know I was getting too too tired, it was getting too hard. I would slow down, and sometimes that even meant walking. Now, slowing down, you have time to catch your breath, you have time to plan, and you have time to strategize your next move. In slowing down, you are not stopping, uh, even at a walking pace, you are still going in a forward direction. Let me say this in all love and sincerity and compassion, some of you need to slow down catch your breath and then plan your next move, rather than just being carried along on the torrent of people's expectations of your current situation and circumstances. You need to take time to slow down, catch your breath. If you don't, you will burn out. In a literal race, you can only sprint for so long before you crash. Okay, and we need to realize that in a, in a race of life, it is a marathon. It is not a sprint event. William Carey, a well-known British missionary to India in the early 1800s, is credited with this quote, I can plod, I can persevere in any definite pursuit. To this I owe everything. Now, the plod is just to get one foot in front of the other pick up your right foot, put it in front of your left foot, pick up your left foot and then put it in front of your right foot and so on. It's to put your head down and keep going. Plodding. Sometimes we need to plod. I remember one day, one time I was speaking with my hydrotherapist and I asked her, how will things go from now on in my rehabilitation? What should I expect? What changes can I expect in my progress? And she looked at me and she says, Rodney I don't know, he said by this stage most people have given up, so we are in uncharted waters. Now that in itself was an encouragement for me, because it meant that I was persevering, it encouraged me to keep going, to be where no one else had gone. And so that was all part of slowing down, of reevaluating evaluating plans and seeing where to go to next. Now, the second point I want to say after slowing down is to make smaller achievable goals. Now, write this down. Nothing is more motivating than achievement. To use the Aussie vernacular, when you're kicking goals, you want to stay in the game. Some of you will get that, You're sporting types. Another thing I would do is make short term achievable goals. If I was halfway up Dom's Dilemma, which is a notorious uphill stretch along the feral course, it's about a kilometer long and it's just a steady uphill climb. It's about two kilometers from the finish so by this time you're getting tired. And I would say to myself instead of looking at how far the finish line was, I would say to myself Rod, let's just run to the next curve. Well, let's, I'd look at a tree and i say, let's just make it to that tree up ahead. These short-term goals were valuable in helping me keep going forward. I was, wasn't focusing that there was still a long way to go, but I was just focusing on shorter goals. And once they were achieved, you had this sense of making it. You had this sense of achievement. And by the time you knew it, I was on, at the top of Don's Dynamite and was, I was on the downhill stretch home. I remember early on in my rehabilitation after the stroke, I was learning to walk again. And I remember saying to myself, Rod, just learn to take one step. If you can do one step, you can take two steps. If you can take two steps, you'll be able to take 10 steps. And so that's what I did. I started focusing on being able to do one step. And from there, it just grew. There's an old Chinese proverb that says, the journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. So after I was able to take a few steps, I made it my goal to be able to walk around my block, the block where my house is. Now this is about 400 meters in length and it's a little bit uphill on some of it, uh, but the good thing is that there's also a downhill bit. And so I remember, that geneticist and I would come with me. They'd come with me with the push in the wheelchair, because at first I wasn't going to be able to make it all the way around the block. And I didn't want to be stranded from home and just stuck there, not be able to move anywhere. So they came with me in the wheelchair. The first time I tried it, I, I walked to the end of the driveway and that was it. I needed to sit down in my wheelchair. And then they pushed me the rest of the way. But then the next time I said to myself, I want to make it to the corner. And so that was a goal. And when that was achieved, I said, "Okay, I want to make it to my neighbor's driveway. And then after that, it was, let's make it to the next driveway. After that, it was, let's make it to this stormwater pit. And then it was, let's make it to the second corner. And so on, day after day, week after week, just achieving those smaller goals. And in about a month or so, I was able to walk right around the block. Uh, without using the wheelchair and now that took me probably about 25 minutes okay but the time was not the issue it was just the fact that i was able to walk around the block without the wheelchair so we ditched the wheelchair from that time forward and but i was still using a walking stick and so my next set of goals was to walk around the block without a walking stick and so the same process happened i walked to the end of the driveway without the walking stick, and then go the rest of the way with the walking stick, and then to the corner, to the driveway, the next driveway, the stormwater pit, and guess what folks, after a while, I was able to walk right around without the use of a wheelchair or a walking stick. Now these are just good things to put into practice. When that that finish line seems so far away, when there is a goal in your life that seems so unachievable, Let's just cut it back. Make smaller goals. In making those smaller goals, you will fulfill the bigger picture. So praise God, you know what my next goal is? To be able to run around the block. And I believe I will get there. It will start slowly, but it will build up to where I'll be able to run around the block. Something I never thought I'd be able to do all those months ago when I first started rehabilitation. But my friends, it's on the cards. And so... The first point was to slow down. The second point was to make smaller achievable goals. The third point is to lighten the load. So to persevere on a feral run in trying conditions, I did first need to slow down. Secondly, I needed to make smaller goals. And thirdly, there was times when I needed to lighten the load. This was as simple as removing a piece of clothing, just the shirt ladies, it was just the shirt or my hat. Okay, uh, but in the same way Paul is saying in Hebrews 12, 1, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run our race. Reflect on this for a moment. Not everything that is tripping you up is sinful. Sometimes it is just a burden. Even a good cause can make you uh, not be able to run your best race so you need to throw it off so just think about that for a moment what is a burden to you what is weighing heavy on you that is stopping you from running your best race like i said it doesn't necessarily have to be sinful it could even be a good thing a great thing but it's not what you've been called to so let's throw it off and continue to run the race with perseverance The fourth thing is to be refreshed. Again, I'll go back to my feral jogging. In extreme conditions, when it was really hot, there were times when we would have a water stop. There was a hose or a a canister with water in it. And what we would do is momentarily stop, take a drink, be refreshed, and then get back on the track. Okay. I have found my refreshing in a spiritual sense comes from the power of his presence. That is the Holy Spirit. It also comes from the power of his promise. That is getting into his word and finding what God has said for me in my life. What promises there are in there that I can apply to my life and continually meditate on that. So with the guidance of the Holy Spirit and with the, the assurance of God's word, I was able to persevere. I was able to get through those trying conditions in a spiritual sense in my rehabilitation and and just keep going to be to where I am these days. So next time I speak, next time I have the privilege of sharing with you, I want to touch on these two points a bit closer. The power of his presence and the power of his promise. But I also also found that being a part of a great Bible-believing, God-praising, Jesus-following church, and making the commitment to attend each week, helped me to be refreshed. In coming together, even as an online church, but even more so in person, once this virus is dealt with, you'll not only be refreshed, but you'll be able to refresh and encourage others. Proverbs 11:25 says, A generous man will prosper. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Hebrews 10, 25 says, Let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Or in other words, all the more as you see the finish line coming up. So there are four points that I've touched on, but there's another one. And all these little points just help add to that that sense of persevering, of reassuring yourself that you can make it, you can get there. And the fifth point I want to bring up is that sometimes we need to run with another person. Hebrews 10.25 gives us a vital clue in persevering. And that's right, it's to run with someone else. One verse back in verse 24, it says, Consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good works. How we may spur one another. How we can encourage one another. So that means you need to be in relationship with someone else. It means you need to be in contact. You can't be alone on this journey. And I really want to emphasize that per point. You need a running partner. You need a training partner. You need a study partner, a prayer partner. And it's always going to be better than trying to do it alone. If you're running this race on your own, there will be many times where you want to give up, where it just seems too hard to be able to make to the finish line. And so if you do find that you're running your race on your own, can I just encourage you, don't wait for someone to come and approach you. Put your hand up. Approach someone else and ask them, hey, can we do something together? Can we pray together? Can we study together? Another point is join a grow group. It is a great way to do life with other people, to encourage and spur one another on. Let me just go to a scripture in Ecclesiastes 4.9. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up but pity the man who falls and has no one to help him. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves, and a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. So this leads me to my final point, and that is make the decision once. Finishing a race is just as much an attitude of the mind as it is physical endurance. The Holy Spirit revealed this to me uh, when I was talking to him about perseverance, persistence. And he said it's much like faith. Faith is an assurance that what we believe in will happen. And the key to persevering is believing that you will get to your destination. And so faith and persistence work hand in hand. And so if you believe there is a finish line in place, you're going to keep going till you get there. So even while I was running, if my mind started to listen to my body, then this debate would start going back and forth. My mind would be saying, oh, it's too hot. It's too far. You need a drink. Your legs are hurting. And so if I listened to my body too much, I would stop. If I allowed, if I allowed myself to submit to the, the circumstances I was seeing myself in, I would have stopped and I would have quit. But while I was running, I needed to tell myself. I needed to, my mind to step up. And I needed to say, no, stop. I decided to finish this race at the start of it, and I'm going to keep going. Now, I'm not advocating to be silly or irresponsible. There are times where we need to listen to our body and take stock of what's happening. So don't be stupid in this area. Um, But there are times when our minds need to step in and say, shut up, the decision has been made. We're going to finish this race. Your mind might be saying, I don't feel like running anymore. Shut up and keep going, you need to tell yourself. I don't feel like going to church today. We need to say, keep quiet. We made a decision. This is not a democracy. Our mind has been made up. We are going. We're going to persevere. We're going to keep going until we make it. Yes, I might need to slow down a bit, but I'm not going to stop. Yes, I might need to reevaluate some goals, but my eye is going to be on the prize. Yes, I might need to lighten the load, but I'm going to make it. Yes, I might need some refreshing, maybe a sip of water, maybe a chat with someone, but I'm going to get to the finish line. I'm going to finish this race. So mind, emotions, be quiet. Submit yourself to the decision we have made a long time ago. We are going to get through this. In conclusion, I want to encourage you to keep going. Be determined in humbleness. While life, the devil, circumstances beyond your control might conspire against you and you feel like giving up, don't. Reflect on the points I shared today. Slow down. Make smaller achievable goals. Lighten the load. Be refreshed. Run with someone else. Make the decision once allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you close your eyes as I finish and as I read Psalm 91 allow it to flood your mind and give you peace so let's close our eyes as we read verse 1 says he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty I will say of the Lord he is my refuge and my fortress my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. So there is a promise here of rest, of refuge, but you must dwell in the shelter of the Most High. In other words, this is an invitation for you to dwell with Jesus. God is saying to you, I've made a place for you to come a place of rest, a place of refuge, a place of salvation, a place of refreshing. But you must enter into it. God is not going to force you into that place.
1: Now, let me say, friends,
0: Jesus is that door. Jesus is the only way into this place of refuge. If you want to accept this offer today, I want to say to you to follow me in a prayer that I will lead you in in a moment. If you want to enter that place of rest and refuge and refreshing, then repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I want to come to you and I want to ask to dwell in the shelter of my heavenly father, a place he has prepared for me. I want to find refuge under your wings. Lord Jesus, I want to accept your offer of forgiveness because I realize I've tried to run my own race and I have failed. I need you, Jesus. And I need to repent before you. Turn my life around and run on the path that you have set out for me. I ask for your forgiveness and your salvation and ask you to come into my life and help me run this race as Lord of my life. Amen. My friends, if you prayed that for the first time right now, well, that is fantastic. Congratulations. But I want to hear about it. I want to know. And so do we at Life Church, Source Church. We want to celebrate this with you. And we want to help you on this journey. We want to be the ones to run with you in this race. So if you're watching this on the church online platform, then there's a button you can click on that says, I raise my hand. That will tell us who you are and the decision that you've made today to follow Jesus. If you're watching this on Facebook, then just make a comment to say, I raise my hand and I want to follow Jesus. If you're watching this later on on YouTube, then make contact with us. Go to our website at lifesourcechurch.org.au and shoot us an email or give us a text message or a phone call any way you can. Let us know the decision you made today to follow Jesus and to run your race with Him. So my friends, that's it for today. I look forward to the next time we meet and I will share on the power of his presence. God bless and have a wonderful week.
2: It's a mystery of this hope in me how he holds the stars yet you hold
1: Well, that just about concludes our service. And we want to really thank you for logging on with us here at LifeSource Church Online. It's a privilege for us to be able to beam into your household. And uh, we pray that you're you're doing well and that you're able to be above all of the fear and things that are out there in our community that we be people of hope as we've been explaining. We really want to just commend to you at this moment uh, a time as we conclude our service where you can sit around, uh, individually or as family members uh, but know that you're joining in with us here at church at the same time that we're going to be just taking a moment to give thanks as a family to Jesus you know gratitude is a wonderful thing and, and being able to be thankful for firstly the great things in our life we've got family we've got friends that a wonderful church community we live in a great city all of those things we can be thankful for that we woke up this morning the sun is out, that it's been raining, all of those things. If we begin our lives and our days with gratitude in our heart, let me tell you, your faith will rise because you will be seeding your faith, you'll be seeing it, exercising and you'll begin to believe that God can do amazing, wonderful and abundantly more than you can ever imagine in your life. So we want to bless you today. As we go, let's just take five or ten minutes as a family, as one, doing life and being able to give thanks to Jesus, the author and the faith. God bless you, LifeSource Church. Stay tuned. Good Friday, we'll have a service for you. It'll only be a short communion service, but you'll be blessed. We'll see you next week.